was me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. Here come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew. Or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh -huh. Stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies. Butter crunch. 80 And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, save the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man
Alright guys, what is going on? We got we got Durante, Gek, and Logan in the chat. What is going on guys? How's it going, man? Um guys. Jesus. Talk about raw. Um yeah. well anyway, before we get into raw, what is going on guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. And this is another edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. This is episode 88. Um, crazy, bro. What is that, like four months away from 100 for this series? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Oh, thank you. Crazy, bro. Well, regardless... Um, oh, wait, no. Three months. There's uh, Yeah, three months away. Yeah. Yeah, three months. Okay, well, regardless... Yeah, bro. It's crazy. Crazy to think about, man. But regardless, uh, yes, we are back with yet again another edition of Notorious Unscripted. And uh, yeah, man, this is your first time watching. Guys, do not know how the show works. Every Monday, we're on here after Monday Night Raw with Notorious Unscripted. And every Friday, we are on here at 4 p.m. Central with the news. Um, Yeah, man, uh, speaking about uh, last week's edition of... The news, you can now find that on all platforms, man. Tony Khan, uh, AEW rather, and New Japan Pro Wrestling announced Forbidden Door for uh, Chicago in June, on June 27th or 6th, June 26th, which uh, I've been blessed by the request off gods with, um, which is oh, just wonderful. Um, finally nice. something gets nice. accepted. Uh, but regardless, um, yes. So that just makes that weekend a lot more easier for myself. And with that, um, uh, uh Wyndham's asking price. We talked about that. We talked about a bunch of, there was actually, there was legitimately a lot of news on Friday, man. So if you guys do want to watch that, you can now find that on all platforms, man. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, if you want to see it first. Join us right here, like I said, 4 p.m. Central uh, for the news every Friday, man. And also, if you guys have yet to get your Notorious Heels podcast official merchandise, you can now find that on bonfire.com. You can now find the link in the description of this video. It's also, if you guys follow me on all my social medias, uh, my handle is actually below my name um, uh, pretty much for everything. You can also find that in my link tree as well. On the left, we got the base design that's up, just the Notorious Heels podcast logo. And on the right, we have the Riddler-inspired best-kept secret to the IWC um, shirt, man. So you can now find both of those shirts live on the uh, merch page right now. Like I said, that is bonfire.com. So you could find those in the description of this video. Also, if you guys... Do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast. I'm Johnny Mayhem, one half of the hosts of this very show. And as for the other half, we have my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? Going good, man. Just chilling out. And <laughs> I got a new computer, and this computer definitely knows it because it took like 10 minutes just for me to unlock this thing and just open it. So there's an ad, but uh, got the new computer. Should be here around start of mid-May, you know what I mean? So, around then, man, but other than that, man, I'm doing good, man, doing good, man. What about you, man? How have you been? Yeah, man, I'm good, bro, I'm good. I'm chilling, bro, just 
Yeah, I'm just chilling, bro. Chilling. Chill day, so nothing crazy going on, bro. But Durante asks, as always, what's up, my brothers? How's life and how's the family doing? Life is good, as always, bro. Life is good and the family's good. Uh, so, yeah, also, uh, always uh, thank you for asking. And what about you, man? What about you? Uh, oh, yeah, Fetna says, what's up? What's going on, bro? What's, up, what's going on? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, raw, shall we? Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, um, this episode of Raw was, I mean, it was an episode of Raw, so it was nothing yeah, special, it was but, raw, but, man, it felt like they tried to make something so big out of this show with all these, de uh, not debuts, uh, returns, uh, mm -hmm. and appearances by people, and it just, like, was not it. I don't know. Something just about this Raw show in Knoxville, Tennessee was not... It just wasn't it for me. I mean, Raw is usually never it for me. Um, and that's just my personal preference of how I like my pro wrestling. Um, oh, but, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so usually the show never amounts to be it for me. Um, but, I don't know, man. Something just felt off. Like I said, it, it seemed like they just tried to make this show a big deal, and it just wasn't. Yeah, we're just, just doing lame shit all night. Yeah, we just got some, like, uh, probably one of the most awkward fucking returns I've ever seen in my life uh, with Mustafa Ali. Um, oh, God. WWE kind of reverting back to their old ways with Asuka um, and mm -hmm. Becky Lynch. I don't know what the fuck that was. I, I genuinely do not know what that was whatsoever. Um... Kane made a little brief appearance, um, which was cool, I guess. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. But other than that, other than that, I mean, that was pretty much it, bruh. All right, AEW now. Uh, I wish. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, man, but that's, I don't know, that's my brief summary on Monday Night Raw. It, it just, like, something just felt off. I don't know if, I don't know, uh, um... Oh, damn. I've seen a message got retracted from you, Gek. I'm not sure how that yeah. happened, but... He, he did it himself. When it says retracted, they do it themselves. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, maybe he misspelled something and he wanted to... Uh, Possibly. ...really quickly or whatever. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Let me, let me know what you guys think, bro. But, um... Uh... I don't know what you guys think, man, but, like... Something just felt off, bro. It just felt really oh, fucking yeah. lame, and it felt like... And it was weird because it felt like they tried to hype this Raw up with, like, so many returns. And it just, like, was not it, bro. It just was not it whatsoever. Um, they really put Cody in the match with Ezekiel. I was dying laughing at the start of that damn show. God. Well, speaking of the start of the show, Cody Rhodes actually was not the main focal point the main. of the start of the show, which was very nice to see. In fact, He's still the it was, yeah, exactly. Um, he, uh, the show actually opened up with uh, Riddle, and everybody was standing around the ring, and it was a brief uh, appreciation uh, anniversary celebration for Randy Orton, which is very cool to see. Uh, you've seen AEW do this with Chris Jericho's 
uh, 30-year anniversary, and it was uh, very cool to see. Obviously, mm-hmm. WWE didn't, you know, make the whole show about it like yeah. AEW did, but, you yeah. know, I mean, whether whether they were, whether they want to do that is there, I mean, that that's not really a big deal, because either way, the show was going to turn out like shit. In fact, I would rather them not name it after Randy Orton, because this episode Monday Night Raw Jesus. was so bad you know, you don't want a 20-year anniversary celebration show of Monday Night Raw for Randy Orton attached to anything bad. Oh, exactly. So, what they did here was pretty cool. Randy Orton talked to the mic a little bit, uh, thanked, you know, just opponents of his past and, you know, just for for great great matches and, and stuff like that. Great opponents and, you know, just great times. And he said, and he thanked Matt Riddle for, um, having the most fun that he's ever had performing. He gave him a hug. Riddle says he has a surprise for him. Everybody knew it was Cody. Um, oh, yeah. He said, uh, you know, he he told him, he told him, uh, I have a surprise for you. Someone wants to show their appreciation or whatever the hell he said. Um, and uh, he told me that you guys used to be friends. And I was like, oh, yeah. No, it's Cody. So he announced yep. Cody. And Cody comes out. Um, Cody comes out, uh, hugs Orton, and before Cody could even say anything, Seth, uh, tells Randy not to trust Cody, and he's just out here to steal the spotlight, and, you know, Cody's just trying to be that cool guy. He's like, no, Seth. No. Oh, he's, like, talking to him. Don't worry. Yeah. He's just being <laughs> Cody. Cody. Again, man, the crowd just feel, and, you know what's just so funny, too, is these people that chant Cody are literally the people that were saying that he was nothing while he was in AEW. Like I oh, said, 100%. man, it, it just it just feels like a very tired act. It just feels Yo, like a yeah. very tired act. This hero Cody, I don't I don't I don't know. I think this dude genuinely thinks that kind of shit's going to last him a lifetime. Has he, he really never watched The Dark Knight with that, you know, that quote, you either uh you either die a hero or live long enough <laughs> to see yourself become the villain? I don't think this dude's ever watched The Dark Knight in his life. I'd be shocked if he did. I'm telling you, bro. My God. That fucking dude. Uh, Cody. Um, yeah, so that's how this opened up. Ezekiel, who wants to speak with Zeke? I forgot to mention that last week. That is that man's catchphrase. Who wants to, to or who wants to hear Zeke speak? That's what. It yeah. Is. Who wants Ugh. to hear Zeke speak? Jesus, man. Fucking kill me. He hops in the ring, introduces himself to Randy Orton. Kevin Owens comes from the crowd, says this is a lie. The Usos come out, and eventually <sighs> this just turns into everyone coming out. And Kevin, like I said, Owens is out there. Saying that Ezekiel's a liar, 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 liar. You know, same old shit. The Usos hop in the ring and they are just cutting the promo. The cut, promo they've cut the past couple weeks about how they're going to become the, the tag team champions. And they tell they, they tell RK-Bro that oh, they're the geez. twos and we the ones. Bro, that shit was so ass. And about we the ones. He really thought he did something there, bro. (laughs) Bro, he's marking out for himself. That garbage-ass line. 
Oh, bro, I hated that shit. What does that even mean? And where does that even come from? We the ones. It's it's from something. They took it from something. I couldn't tell you what. But I've heard that before. And my God, does it sound horrible when they say it on the mic. You the twos. We the ones. My God. Fucking kill me, man. And bro... When they started fighting, and like when they like popped, when a KO like popped Ezekiel, and then like they got you know shoot out, bro, Cody, oh bro, I can't stand him. So, fucking Orton helps Ezekiel up. Ezekiel's fine, and then Cody fucking rushes through all of them, just to go put his hand on Ezekiel and ask him how he's doing. I'm like, dude, he's already up. Why are you going to be Mr. Good Guy and help him? Bro's been up for like 30 seconds, and you gotta brush through everybody just to be a... Oh, man. I was, I was just noticing that. I was like, dude, he's doing the most Cody shit now, man. Yeah. 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 <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't even catch that, bro. I didn't even catch that, but, um... Yeah, that's, that's Cody for you. That's Cody for you. Cody shit. It really is. It genuinely is, bruh. Regardless, um... Fucking Nyquil, bro, I'm telling you. <laughs> bruh. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, yeah, that was, that was that. That was that, and, um... Next, well, after this, like I said, we had a brief appearance from Mayor Kane. Giving Bianca Belair advice. Uh, yeah. I mean, this was pretty cool. We got to see Kane. Uh, not that it really does anything. I'm glad he didn't have any involvement in the show. Then, you know, just a little backstage cameo kind of thing. And, uh, yeah. That was, that was that. So. Yeah. From fucking Kane to Cody. This poor woman can't catch a break with these people, man. They gotta start leaving her alone, bro. If I was her, man, fuck off. I have to deal with Cody. You know how fucking tiring that probably was? Having to have multiple conversations with Cody? <laughs> that sounds like a damn chore. Yeah, I'm sure, bro. Definitely. Um, next. Um, Bianca Belair versus Sonya Deville for the <sighs> Raw Women's Championship. Bro, right. this here, um, this, this, this here, oh, God, um, <laughs> like, bro, why, why, why do you think putting stuff, like, why, why, how do you find this entertaining? Bro, exactly. More so, uh. How do you find this as entertaining more so than annoying? Literally. Stuff like this is just so irritating to watch. And it's just like... It doesn't make any sense, dude. It doesn't make no. any sense. So, Bianca Belair and Sonya Deville... Uh, you know, they're... The, the match gets started, and Sonya Deville somehow ends up outside of the ring. I can't remember how she ended up outside of the ring, but she got herself counted out. Literally within, like, the first minute of the match, she gets herself counted out. 
Um, the bell rings. Mike Rome's going to announce that Bianca Belair won, and Sonya Deville gets on the mic and says, which typically I hate when people get on the mic in the middle of their match. Oh, I hate talking. that shit. It's just so weird, and it just has it just no breaks flow up the to flow. it. Exactly. It, yeah, it does. It really does. Um, so, like if anything, talk mm-hmm. loud enough to where the mic, or the natural mics can just kind of hear you if you're just trying to shout at your opponent or whatever. Right, right. When they get on the mic, that shit is just lame. You know, like, uh, usually we kind of get something like that out of Roman. You know, yeah. where he'll, like, talk loud enough to the crowd <laughs> or to his opponent where everybody can hear him. But... Sonya Deville gets on the mic, and, you know, I mean, I understand this was after the match, but this was first of many. Uh, she ended up mm-hmm. she ended up doing it a couple more times in here, I believe. Uh, so, she gets on the mic and says, and says that uh, she slipped, and there was water on the floor, uh, but her body soaked it up. Bro, was and, a fucking sponge? SpongeBob DeVille over fucking here. Like, what? She said, bro. Lady. People people just genuinely like their intelligence being insulted. And I don't get it. They have to. I don't get it at all. You know what I mean? I genuinely, I don't get it. I don't understand how people find this kind of thing entertaining. I really don't. Here we are. Uh, Sonya Deville says she slipped, there was water on the ground, but her body soaked it up. And because she's a WWE official, she might not, um, uh, she, she's going to restart the match. With no count out. Wow. Oh. So... Start the match again. Somehow they end up in the ring or outside of the ring again. And Sonya Deville hits Bianca Belair with a chair and gets herself disqualified. What do you think is going to happen here? She gets on the mic and says, Bianca Belair has her hair whip that she's been using as an illegal weapon. So Sonya Deville is going to restart the match with no DQ. Wow. Well, I... And as soon as the match gets started, here comes Zelina Vega and Carmella to help Sonya Deville. <laughs> wow. How is this entertaining other than lame? Um, I'm telling you, you have to be a legit child to find this entertaining. Like, bro, it's it's just fucking lame. It's such a tired act. It's been, oh, it's yeah. been done... So many times before her, it's like, like, dude, we've seen this a million times. We know what's gonna happen. She's gonna get her comeuppance in the end, dude. Who fucking cares? Cody's gonna come out, be the hero. He's gonna put a stop to her. Like, we've seen this a million times before, brah. Especially if if it's against Bianca, I'm surprised that man ain't marching up there. How much? How, how much longer before Brandy Rhodes is coming out to make the save? Dude, <laughs> that's really... That is when the WWE fans will turn on him. And then he brings her to this shit. But, um, bro, like, 
literally it's gonna end the same with this on your shit it is bro so you know at this point i don't believe we got any more of sonia deville on the mic no i think that was the last of that but man just constantly interrupting a match at that point you're kind of doomed your match is just once you keep once you keep adding all these unnecessary stops to it like sonia deville I know it may be hard for some people to remember this, was genuinely one of the best heel women acts in 2020. You know, when she finally had broke up with Mandy Rose and she was just getting in the groove of of being a heel. My Mm -hmm. God, that was fantastic, that feud. That feud was fantastic. It really was, man. Uh, The promos... That they had um, with Sonya Deville just, you know, undoubtedly being the star of those promos, man. And Exactly. Like I said, man, I know it may be hard for some people to grasp this concept now, but Sonya Deville, as just a heel act, as just this, like, truth-giving, just no-fucks-given heel. You know what I mean? Like, she just mm-hmm. speaks her mind. You know, kind of like Dan, kind of like the reason why everybody likes Dan Lambert, because yeah. the, the truth he just says it sells. How it is. He just exactly, exactly, exactly bro. You and she face. was. Mm-hmm. He just says it how it is. Exactly, bro. Exactly. So, Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville was a lot like that. She was just very. She was just very just said it how it was on the mic and that was it was her she was a fantastic promo bro and like i said kind of the same reason why everybody likes dan lambert and everybody liked her Mm -hmm. i don't know why you have to do things like this to try to get her over as a heel yeah i don't get it i don't know I don't understand that whatsoever. I, I don't understand that probably probably about as much as I don't un- I never understood a heel authority figure. Um, yeah. Nobody will it. ever nobody will ever be as good as Mr. McMahon. So no. once once that storyline was done, man, anything after that, it, it, I mean, it's very hard to follow and. I'm sure some, and I'm not saying that nobody can do it, but the way no. they've tried to execute it just comes off so, so horrible, blame. bro. Especially when the they, mm-hmm. especially when they try to do the Mr. McMahon and Austin thing, where the the boss tries to hold down a particular talent, and it's just, especially nowadays in WWE, like they literally are not holding them down at all. They're just being a dick. Mm. Um, exactly. Literally, that's what it is. They're just fucking antagonizing the shit out of them for no reason. It's not like we get any type of backstory. It's just, I don't like this person for whatever reason. I'm going to just screw, screw just, them over. Yeah, they just don't like them all of a sudden. Like, the two people that have had no... Two people that have had no prior history to each other. Just, no. They just hate, hate each them. other for and no just, reason. Um, and... To put this into perspective, a couple years ago, uh, in 2018, Roman Reigns was legitimately going on television saying that management is holding him back. 
Who thought that was okay to say on live television? That's the biggest bullshit I've ever seen. Management is holding him back. Roman Reigns (laughs) is being held back by management. So what the fuck? I like crazy. I never told a lie that big, bro. Bro, oh my. (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck do you consider uh, half of NXT? They weren't being held back? They, it was Roman, though. Roman to put it into perspective, that is how disingenuine heel authority figures come off nowadays. Exactly. Where they tried to get in Roman's way and hold him back. Like, bro, what? Don't work like that. <laughs> the fuck? It's like saying Cena. It's like Cena saying that shit. The fuck? Don't lie to me. There's a certain point of kayfabe, and there's just lying. That that type of shit's just lying, bro. It really is. It really is. And it, like I said, man, it just it just comes off so disingenuine. It comes off so disingenuine, man. And like I said, with uh, with Sonya, I really don't understand. Uh, and for somebody who can play a decently um, good heel. I just, I don't understand why we have to make these shortcuts to try to get her over as a heel or yeah. or, or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, bro, as soon as she broke off for Mandy Rose, she was fantastic. Everybody was feeling it, bro. Everybody was like, damn, she's mm-hmm. good as fuck. She's good as hell on the mic. She's okay in the ring, but more so, she's, you know, her personality stands out. It really stands out. And, um... Like I and like I said, man, here we are with WWE, and we have to do things like this to try to let people know just that she's a heel. heel. Exactly. exactly. I'm a heel, so I'm gonna just do the most randomly antagonistic shit because I'm a bad person. Like, it's it's literally like some cartoon shit. People don't. Act, human beings don't act like that, bro. Mm-hmm. And if they do, they're on some, bro. So. Come on, bro. Come on. Um, yeah. Didn't really pay too much mind to this match. Uh, I do remember Bianca Belair did a handspring up against the ropes mm. towards the mm-hmm. end. Knocked, uh, um, not DeVille, uh, Vega. Vega and, uh, Carmella off the apron. I don't know how that hurt them, but regardless... No. They were. She wasn't even standing near him. She just like no. kicked the top rope off the handspring, and they just fell off. I was like, yep. okay. And she, you know, turned around thinking that Sonya Deville was gonna be right there. Then, and that'll flow right into the KOD. Sonya Deville was all the way in the opposite corner, so Bianca Belair had to haul ass to the other side <laughs> of the ring, pick her up, hit her with the KOD. Very sloppy ending. Um, and oh, Bianca yeah. Belair won. And after this, there was a segment in the back where Sonya Deville slapped Selena Vega. Um, She Mm -hmm. slapped her, um, and then she slapped Carmella, and they kind of both went to hit her back or whatever, and she told them, I wouldn't do that. I'm a WWE official. Dude, I hate that fucking phrase with passion. I hate, like, bro, what? What the fuck does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? Official what? What the fuck are you officiating? You you have to have a job title. 
Do they not know how man how employment works? You have to have a job title. I'm just imagine I'm going a... into a store and oh, saying, "Can I speak to a manager?" And then and someone that say, "Okay, I'll get an official up here." They'll get a what? They they'd be looking at you like, "Bro, what the fuck are you talking about?" Just say, call the fucking manager, <laughs> dude. This this company and the the names they they just kind of name shit their own shit. Like, bro, no one is called a blank official. Yeah, man. Where you work at? Google. What do you do? Oh, I'm just an official. The fuck does that mean? You're an official. The fucking fuck, what? The fuck do you officiate? What? What is your job, dude? <laughs> they don't even know, so they just call it official. They're too scared to call me GM, so they just say, fuck it, let's just say they work for us. Might as well say just, at that point, just say you're a fucking employee. <laughs> oh my god, it's a WWE employee. <laughs> it might as fucking well. Might as well. WWE official. I Ugh. hate their terms. I genuinely I hate their, their terms. terms so, so, Dude, it's so stupid. Literally. Um, Veer... Beats Sam Smothers <laughs> in about thirty Veer's seconds. Irrelevant. Dude, he is fucking hot ass, bro. Dude, how do you um, fail this hard? All those months, and you just have him do generic foreigner, generic, incoherent foreigner, bruh. It's gonna be the same every week, and then it'll get released. Sucks to say it, but it's what's gonna happen. You know what, too? Um, they kind of just did the same thing with uh, Zia Lee. Yeah, really. Turned... They just kind of gave her like a just a mean foreigner gimmick, and same with Gunther. Yep, it makes no sense for Zia Lee too. They're basically making fucking comic book book vignettes for as being like some hero, disappears and come back comes back as a heel. Yeah. It's company, man. And her only explanation no is I was a protector, but no one's worthy of my protection. So I hate everyone now. Like, bro, you were just you were telling stories about how you were working fucking landlords for for your family and now she genuinely bro, went on live television and confessed murder. She did, bro. She literally said I what do you bro? I gotta go watch that bad she one. Said, she, was she said one day her landlord did something to her mother, and she said she put an end to him. Yeah, like, she said bro, she put it, like, <laughs> who are you, bro? You, she just fucking slid on the landlord, bro. God damn. Fucking, oh, man. But, like, dude, I'm so say, tired bro. of these terms. She got the drop on his ass. She really did, bro. Fuck. She rolled up, man. The fuck, man. Literally, bro, but it's always... WWE official this that and it's just anytime you're a foreigner you have to get the I barely speak English so I just have to just beat people up and be a bad guy dude this shit's been WWE um especially with a gimmick like Veer you know where and I believe Veer can speak fluent English they probably just don't know it they probably don't they probably One thing forgot. with with foreigners, I I notice a lot is WWE thinks that they can't speak any English, 
So mm-hmm. they tell them to just just don't speak at all. Just go, just ramp it up to a hundred with the facial mm-hmm. expressions. Yeah, like talk through your facial expressions. Everyone's gonna read your face. Yeah, not when I can't tell the difference between them and a fucking dog. Literally, bro. Well, they're just fucking vibrating 24-7 and fucking looking around like she's just a fucking squirrel. God. Like, bro. bro acts like a fucking dog for no reason. Dude when genuinely acts like media, a fucking creature. He's posting about fucking him in a suit. He's got shades on, just chilling. He posts the most coherent tweets I've ever seen in my life, bro. And they got him acting like this on TV, bro. This is never like, going to work. No, it's never going to work. He would let him let the man change up and be unique or put him in LA Knight's thing. Bro, exactly. That'd be a good place. Uh, I think um, they had someone else in that group. I forgot uh, who. Mansoor. Yeah, yeah, they And had they were Mansoor. and they were announcing Mace as face. <laughs> that's that's a real thing. Bro's name is F-A-C-E. Bro's name is Face. I don't Speaking understand why names, they don't just call him Dio Madden, bruh. Literally. I, I don't get it. Uh, I really don't get it. pretty cool name. I, yeah, I, I like that. It's a pretty cool name. Speaking of names, you hear about Champa? Just Champa? Yep. Dude, we call I've it, been bruh. saying that for fu- since like 2018. I predicted mm-hmm. that shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, at least... It's his name still, and not fucking. What, what are they gonna give him? Fucking Luigi. <laughs> oh my God, Luigi! The fuck. But good thing it's still overall his name, even though it's, it's lame that they shortened it. But good thing he's still Champa, and not fucking. God knows Champa. they wouldn't. Just Champa. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, man, Veer is just never gonna work, bro, and no. he attacks and beats down Sam Smothers, and that's it. Uh, speaking of things that aren't gonna work, that leads us to our next segment, Omas. Uh, Omas is not going to work. Uh, he had a arm wrestling challenge with Bobby Lashley. MVP and Omas is not it. it is Dude, not it is not it whatsoever um it's so unlegit when mvp is trying to hype this man up yes and it's just omo like dude it doesn't work like what the fuck is mvp saying he's like but no one is like omo omas i'm like bro (laughs) i can't take omo seriously at all you expect me, and you, and you're trying to fucking put the job to hype the man up on MVP. Oh, just stop it, bro. Bro, almost failure. Admit guy, it. Yeah, this guy is going one way or another. Mm-hmm. This guy is going to have the end up with the same fate as Braun Strowman. A hundred and ten percent. Oh yeah. Easy. Bro's gonna be in CYN. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but he's gonna get released. Yeah, <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, I, I hope not for the for the man for himself. I hope not, because my God, I don't, I don't I don't want them to be in I don't want them to be in front of two, 20 people. Uh, I don't want them to go to fucking Applebee's, man. <laughs> um, 
yeah, bro, this is just not, it's just not going to work, man. No. You can just see it here, MVP trying to manage him. It just, it's not it, bro. It's just, just not it. Like, Bobby so Lashley, shit. yeah, it really is, dude. It really is. Uh, Bobby Lashley beats Omos in the arm wrestling competition. MVP tries creeping up behind Bobby Lashley. Lashley notices him, and Omo takes him out from behind. Or take, takes him out while uh, he's looking at MVP or whatever. So, yeah, I guess through the back, kind of. Um and after this, MVP starts jumping around like, we got him. And, like, him just standing next to Omo just does not, just does not make any sense, bro. It does not make it's, any sense. It just doesn't work, bro. Yeah. It really is awful, man. Like, Bobby Lashley was such a legit badass. And now it's just... Hearing him do the Bobby Lashley thing, but with Omos, is just insulting to MVP and to us and to Bobby Lashley. That mm. shit ain't right. No, no, not at all. Not at all, bro, but it's just not going to work, man. MVP does not make the, for as great as MVP is, bro, he does not make this dude's act any better. No, he does not and make it's not act MVP at all. No, yeah, it's not. It's really not. Um, it's really not. You can see that he he's trying, trying. but you know, there's only so much you could do with somebody that's just so one-dimensional. He has little to no character. He can't wrestle. He can't do anything. I mean, he is literally the embodiment of somebody who is not ready to be on the main roster at all. Exactly. Um, like, it's like trying to hype up a doorknob. What do you say other than exactly. it's a fucking doorknob? Other than it fucking twists. Exactly. It'll you know? open your door for you. That's all a fucking doorknob can do. And yeah. Omo is a doorknob. And all this guy can fucking do, it seems like, is walk. Walk. He can't talk. He he can't wrestle. He, he can't do anything. He can't Dude, do anything. <laughs> I don't understand what WWE sees in him. I just don't. I really don't. He's not even an attraction. Nobody fucking knows about Omo. Oh, uh, I want to see Omo live. I just want to see how he, how he big he looks live. No one's doing that to fucking Omo. He just shows up. Just, oh yeah, this dude's here. No one's fucking captivated by his size. Everyone, not, not everyone, but people seen to all people before. It's not like it's Andre the Giant anymore where you don't just see that. You know what I mean? It, it makes no sense, bro. It doesn't work nowadays. Yeah. Um. Uh, we're going to skip right past the 24-7 stuff as we always oh, do. Oh, yeah. Fuck that shit. Becky Lynch makes her return to Monday Night Raw. Good lord. Dude, the fuck is Becky anymore, man? Dude, we she can... was just talking. Bro. Go ahead. I was just going to make a dumbass joke. What were you going to say, bro? Bro, she was just talking. I, bro, I wasn't even, like, paying attention, but I was like, dude, what is she talking about, bro? 
why they got her talking like this? I, dude, I don't know what happened to Becky, man, but clearly she, she, she can't handle any of this anymore, man. She ain't the same Becky, and I don't think she'll ever be the same Becky again. Because, my God, is this shit unbelievably terrible. I no, man. Mm-hmm. You, you, can't, you can't pay somebody... You cannot pay somebody to have that same fire. Um, no. You cannot pay somebody to... You, you can't pay somebody to show you that same fire that they once had at no. a different time when they were either in a different company or fighting for the top spot of this company. Exactly. And, with, and Becky Lynch is definitely option number two, or definitely Becky Lynch is obviously the second one. I think we all know who the first one is, but mm-hmm. Becky Lynch, you cannot pay the woman to show you that same fire no. that she once had when she was trying to climb through the ranks of this company and you and you can see it. You can visibly exactly. see how just how awful she's got. It's Dude. almost like you're not even watching the same woman. It's you're like you're watching woman. a completely different person. And with with Becky, um I mean oh, my god. Like, she she comes out here and I don't know if she's trying to I don't know if she's trying to like act psychotic like almost like like Seth but obviously like a yeah. lot more than Seth cuz Seth 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 is more uh, it's like kind of more jokery-ish where he's kind of yeah. just he knows He's doing weird and like out of this world things and he just loves it and he Mm -hmm. does it and it just makes himself laugh and it's just happiness but like cool crazy happiness. Yeah. Becky she's trying to she's bro she I'm sorry to God I just realized this she's trying so hard to be Orton and shit like this meticulous thought planning heel that is just itching to do something to some heelish to get the title back and like bro she she she's coming off like like a, like a fiend bro like dude this shit don't work I, bro I don't it, know, man it's it's genuinely like there was a point in this promo where I'm listening to her and then mm-hmm. she just like turns and I'm just yeah. looking like hold on a minute you know uh she comes out mm-hmm. uh wearing the fuck that was yeah um (laughs) enough said um she gets in the ring and she talks about how you know she's not the same becky without her without her championship and all of the sudden she like gets this just different tone in her voice yeah she's like but uh this is this is the Becky Lynch comeback story, and my precious. That's literally how she said it, bro. Mm-hmm. And that she's like kind of like scratching her neck. Yeah, bro. Like, she's like like are. all jittery. I'm like, what the fuck did this just turn into? I'm watching it. I'm like, hold on a minute, like, bro. What in the <sighs> world 
was that? My precious? Where is that from? Where is that? Uh, Wizard of Lord Oz? Of Lord oh, of the Rings. Right. Golly. Right. Yep. Yeah, the little dude, bro. Yep. Yep. Bro. What the fuck did I think Wizard of Oz? Oh, maybe the, yeah, the witch. That's where I got it from. Yeah. She kind of has that voice like that. But Jesus. that raspy voice. But um, yes, bro, Smeagol. That's who she fucking sounded like, bro. <laughs> oh my god, bro, that shit was ass, dude. What is this, my precious? Really, bro? Bro, she's talking out here like a damn crack fiend, bro. I mean, she's, she's acting said... like she did something with the title too. She's acting like losing the title is like. Everybody lost. Bro, I forgot that you were a champ. Already. What the fuck? Unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable. So. Crazy. What success can do to someone, man. How much fire it kills. Ugh, honestly, bro. Honestly, it's. It's it's sad to watch. Like I said, it's literally really like is. you're watching an entirely different person. Um, exactly, man. And it is just not it, dude. It is not it it's whatsoever, not man. Um, but she starts talking about how everyone loves a comeback story. <laughs> and, oh, I mean, dude, it sounds like she sounds like Barry Keegan's Joker. You know, you know at the end of Batman when he's like, when he tells uh, Riddler, he's like, uh, Gotham loves the comeback story. Mm -hmm. That's what she sounded like, but she. She sounded like his ass, but she's just Becky Lynch. She's not a fucking Joker. Imagine imagine his high pitched voice, but raspy. Yeah. Ah, the Becky Becky Lynch comeback story. Bro. Why are you like, talking bro. like that? I know, like, oh, dude, I hate it. I hate this shit. I don't, like I said, man, I don't know if she's trying to do some kind of psychotic gimmick or whatever it is, but whatever this shit is, it's not it. She's not good at it, obviously, because, dude, that shit was ass. She's trying to look like and, like, be like Orton in a way. She looks like a crackhead, bro. That's what she looks like, bro. Honestly, bro. Um, You're like a damn fool. And while she's listing off people that she's going to beat, none other than Asuka returns to Monday Night Raw. Shops in the ring, says no one is ready for Asuka, does her normal thing, and then she starts dancing around like she did before she left, making those weird facial expressions and just dancing around. Uh, like, just being weird. Just being weird, I mean. Let her be cool, man. She's badass. Let she her... is, bro. And she if you is. want to change her up, let her be more of Kana. And let her wear the creepy face paint and shit. That shit could be sick. That shit could be real sick, man. But they just gotta make a fool out of the foreigner, man. You hate to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just 
back to this just kind of weird personality they gave her where she's always dancing and saying, oh, yeah, oh, like just making weird noises and dancing around with a robe. Like, can you just let the woman be a badass? Bro, I'm telling you. What's so hard about that? Just because she doesn't speak great English doesn't mean she has to be a fucking weirdo. You'd be surprised with this fucking company, man. Exactly. Oh, you know, but my God, bro. What is the deal here, bro? What is the deal? I mean, great to see her back, but I don't want to see her because I know nobody remembers this, man, because it's honestly hard for me to even remember the last time I seen Asuka. I think it was that Money in the Bank, but like, Mm-hmm. Everybody was kind of just like, yo, what is this gimmick, bro? Exactly. And, like, what the you fuck know, is this? Yeah, I mean, it's great that she's back, man, but I, I genuinely just don't want to see her fall back into the same stuff we were doing before. Exactly. Uh, beforehand, which, like I said, was her just dancing around like a fool. Doing you like... Seriously, bro. Seriously. Um. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that was that. Um, earlier in the show, uh, we got another promo from Edge and Damian Priest talking about how they were going, um, talking about, they were, well, first they were talking about how AJ Styles can't, uh, beat Edge with the phenomenal forearm if he has one arm and this and that, and, uh, he's, uh, they're saying how they're gonna, Damian Priest is gonna finally you know, eradicate Finn Balor or whatever weird word they were saying. Yeah. Um, so we proceed to have Damian Priest versus Finn Balor later in the night, and this was obviously after this Becky segment. Uh, with uh, he beat him in, I believe, six minutes. Damn, bro. He beat him in six minutes, and. I don't know what the move's called, but imagine getting somebody in rock bottom position, mm-hmm. lifting them up, and falling backwards. That is Damian oh. Priest's new finisher. What? Why can't he just use the razor's edge? Wasn't he using the razor's edge before? Exactly, bro. Like, oh man, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. And see, they gave the name to their fucking faction. Oh, I, I did hear about that. What is the name again? All they all they say is representing Judgment Day, Damien Priest, bruh. Judgment Day. Yep, that's the fucking faction name, bruh. Dude, Vince saw a fucking Judgment Day poster in the HQ and was like, you know what? I got it. That's the name for the Edge oh. faction. Yep. You know what? Their name. The- this really, this really, I, I thought it was weird at first because it was just, you know, kind of just a weird ass big word. But the more Edge says it, I like the name and I would have liked for the faction to be called the Mountain of Omnipotence. Oh, yeah. I, that would have been dope. I, I, like I thought it. that would have been dope. The Mountain of Omnipotence. I, I want to step on the mountain. That, that could be some cool shit, man. But that no. would have been Judgment Day. Fuck are they judging? The fucking Oscars? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible, man. Yep. That's their faction name. How original. 
they literally just took one of their own pay-per-view names and just gave it to them as a faction name. That's My what it's called, a flatliner. A lifted uh, flatliner. That's what it's God. called. Like, bro, why can't he just use his normal moveset? Why does he always got to change it to this and then change the name to that? Now he can only use this. Just let the man do his moves. And also, they're making him wrestle with a vest now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that black that vest sucks. that covers up his whole chest and his whole back, even though he's got some pretty dope tattoos that would look yeah. as hell. Hell uh, yeah. But what do we know, right? Exactly. I don't know. I did hear that. I did hear them keep referring to Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. But I believe I I believe I had walked out of the room at the time when uh it was when during the entrances the entr- were going on. Yeah. But um. Oh wow, my god, that was so awkward. Name? Mm-hmm. And then they they started out with Edge's theme song. And then oh, it just cuts that, yeah. into the middle of Damien Priest's song. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, what is this, bro? Like, bro like at this point, just have Pri- Edge's song. Exactly. Just have him come out to Edge's song. It'll look better than his current fucking... <laughs> Garbage-ass shit, bro. This is like fucking Call of Duty fucking intro, man. It sounds like I'm fucking booting up Black Ops 3. The fuck, man? Ah, Judgment Day. That is fucking yep. horrible. I, it's so lame. I don't understand why they. I don't understand why they couldn't just call it the Mountain of Omnipotence. Exactly, bro. The House of Copeland. Well, House of Grey. Horrible. I hate that name. I already hate that name, bro. Yep. Um. That is such a fucking horrible name, bro. That is god awful, dude. It's literally just a pay-per-view name, man. Seriously, bro. Um Well, the next segment was a Miz segment. Would you like to guess what kind of segment this was? Oh, well, let me guess. He had some new amazing long. original segment idea or it was just Miss TV. <laughs> which, which, I think I can guess which one that is. It was a segment of Ms. TV. <laughs> Who would have fucking guessed? Who's his fucking guest? Theory. He comes out to the ring... And he takes a picture with the Miz, and the Miz says to him, One day, you'll be grand enough, like myself, to have a V in your name. The theory. The theory. You you fucking idiot. Nobody read that fucking script. Nobody read that and said, That sounds fucking horrible. The The theory. theory. And even Austin Theory was like, no. <laughs> Austin Theory was like, no. Uh, he said that him and Mr. McMahon have went over it, and it's just theory. Just theory. The name is so two... garbage. But, yeah. go ahead. 
these two proceed to kiss each other's dicks for the mm-hmm. next three minutes and talk about, and Miz is just giving him advice on being a young champ, and Austin Theory's telling him that he's one of the best to do it, uh, yeah, okay, and this and that, and you know, these two are just, like I said, just fucking kissing up to each other, and lo and behold, Mustafa Ali comes back to WWE television, I don't like it. No, from what I hear, it it doesn't sound great. Sound awkward. Oh, remember how I said in the beginning of the show how this had to be one of the most awkward TV returns I've ever seen? This was it. Mm -hmm. This was awful. This sucked, dude. Why is this man on WWE television again? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand why you would come back. I mean, he's got to know what what's in what's in store for him. Especially you after know? what he did, he's doomed. He's really he, doomed now. He gets in the ring, and the Miz says, before he could even get a word out, the Miz says, "You still work here?" <laughs> he's doomed. Uh, Ali goes to speak. Now Austin Theory covers the mic, and he says. Aren't you the guy that took your ball and went home? They're going to call you, and make it sound like that. Like you, are, you already know, just based off that, what is in store for this man. They didn't even let him get a clean victory tonight. He won via roll-up oh, to the really? Miz. Oh, okay. To, yeah, he's doomed. And, bro, you came back to this company for a match... With the Miz, bro, that's your first uh, match back. Second, I hear the Miz's name out their mouth, I'm done. But I'm like, all right, I ain't coming back no more. You want to put me against that fucking loser? Oh, bro, I don't why get is, it. Why is he back? I don't understand this. I don't understand this whatsoever. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. I'm assuming now we know what he's talking about when he says bag secured. I guess so. I'm assuming. My God, is this... If if that's the bag to you, then good for you, man. My God, that's quite the opposite for me. For Miz? Oh. Uh, He was on SmackDown before he left, too. And, you know, it's not like SmackDown doesn't need people or anything. You know, exactly. so, you know, I let's just put him on Monday Night Raw and, you know, could, you know, it's not like SmackDown has zero baby faces for Roman Reigns to face, uh, so much so that they've already started Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns already, you know, but it's not like SmackDown needs any, needs any baby faces or anything, but even if he did go to SmackDown, he'd just be fed to Roman anyway. Exactly. And then if you go to Raw, you're in, uh, obscurity. Because so, there's no title to go for. And I keep seeing everybody saying, uh, oh, Hope this man's me. back because of passion? Passion? They're in a match with the Miz. Why is he back? Why is Literally, he back? Bro. He's back because they're probably forcing him to, man. Goddamn. I, mean, I mean, if... Uh, it, I mean... If he, I mean, if he, if he did secure what is, whatever is to him, the bag for his family, 
You know, I'm happy for him, good for him. But if he came back for any other reason than that, I don't know what was going through this dude's head. I genuinely have no idea. I can tell you, bro. I don't know what he thinks about this mic could be compelling. I hope he knows what he's doing, man. I really hope he does. Yeah, me too, man. Because nothing about this says good at all. No. Even him looked like he did not want to be there. He no. genuinely looked so fed up. And he looked like he didn't want to be there. So we don't really know if they forced him to come back. Well, you know, I mean. I think it's kind of in the middle or like he probably wants to do something. And they're probably, you know, they want him to do something just because they're paying him. So it's probably just a mix of they don't really want to do anything with each other. But they just have to do something. So it's this. So it's The Miz. So, yeah, well, at the end of this, uh, it looks like, I don't know, man, it just it's just looks weird, especially at the end of this. We'll go over that in a minute, but, I mean, he's back, and it, he just doesn't look very passionate at all. He really doesn't. He wrestled just a Mustafa Ali match that was just regular. There was nothing to it. It's not like they took the handcuffs off of him. Um, I mean... This just, I mean, my God, man, this whole thing went down, this whole free Ali thing, and he's just back. It just Bro, is weird. Back. It, it just it's is so weird. I don't know why he couldn't have just pulled a pock and just said no, um, mm -hmm. but he's back, and I, I have no idea why, uh, and it, it already just looks bad. Weird. Yeah. Out of place. Doesn't yeah, yep. fit, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's, that was Mustafa Ali's WWE television return. And Weird as hell. it was awful. He beat the Miz via roll-up, and he's walking up the entrance ramp and gets pummeled by a man now known as Champa. <laughs> so it looks like Tommaso Champa's a heel. And I wonder if he loses a feud to Mustafa Ali, and I wonder if that's what leads him into being a member of Judgment Day. Probably. I, I can that. see that. I Dude, it's such garbage a garbage already. Pay-per-view name, beautiful. Amazing. I love it. Because it's a date. But you can't name a date, a, a faction, a date. It's like fucking naming a faction 9-11. The fuck? This shit don't work. Oh shit. <laughs> this shit don't make shit. sense. Or a fucking memorial. Memorial Day as the faction. What? Don't make no fucking sense, bruh. Awful. Um Weird. Just weird. Why is Ali back on television? And the dude looks like he does not want to be there at all. At all. I don't get it. I really don't get it, bro. Mm, yeah, so that was his return segment and everything, and it was, like I said, just not it, bro. Um, Rhea Ripley says she was being held down by 
her tag team partners, and that's why she turned on Liv Morgan, and she got attacked by Liv Morgan, and these two brawled backstage, and then we just got the main event. RK Bro, Cody Rhodes, and Ezekiel versus The Usos, Seth Rollins, and Kevin Owens. Randy Orton, obviously this was a spotlight on him. He finished the matchup with a cutter party on everybody, and Jay Uso jumped right into a cutter. I don't know... I don't know what I don't know what he was thinking here, but he jumped right into it. Um, but yeah, that was that was Monday Night Raw, man. Uh, nothing, 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 just nothing, man. They tried to make the show feel so big, and it it just was nothing. Just it really so wasn't. flat, literally, man. And I hate Mustafa, when they do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was another thing. He gets in the ring, and Miz goes, "Let me guess." You're Mufasa, Mustafa Ali's younger brother. Bro, shut up, Miz. You suck, bro. You fucking loser. God damn. You Mus- Mustafa Ali's return to WWE television was a fucking dud, man. It absolutely blew. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. So awkward. Another guy that just looks out of place there. It was just—it was just awful. God, absolutely atrocious, man. Absolutely atrocious. I hated it. But yeah, that was raw. So, uh, AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. AEW Dynamite. Shall we go over something that we all love talking about? can't believe this man is back on WWE television, bruh. So weird. It just... God, does not fit in this company at all. No. Like I said, he looked like he did not want to be there whatsoever, man. Horrible. And also, another thing with that, I feel... I feel like we are slowly on the road to them just embarrassing the piss out of him. Oh, they're gonna do it, and then they're gonna release him. He's guaranteed going to get released now. And if ever the next big wave of releases come, now that he returned to TV, now they're going to do it. Because they want to get the last laugh. Because if they would have released him while he wasn't on TV, to them, he got the last laugh. But now that he's willing to return, they're going to release him. Get their last laugh. Yeah. Um... Yeah, unbelievable. AEW Dynamite opens with CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes. This was a surprisingly great match to open. Well, not surprisingly, to be honest, though, because Dustin Rhodes, for his age, man, puts on some bangers, dude. He does, man. He really does. Yeah, he... um, they always, I was gonna say they always say this about him, man, but he like gets better with age. It's he does, man. Crazy, it's he crazy, really man. Yeah, Only he, his he really does. Do this to you. <laughs> Cade. 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 Um, yeah, man. So, CM Punk beats Dustin Rhodes in the Open to Dynamite. And like I said, what was a fantastic opening match to Dynamite, man. Uh, Dustin Rhodes uh, continues to just put on bangers. He really does, man. Uh, For his age, he puts on some great fucking matches, bro. Um, 
After the match, CM Punk was going up the ramp and for the first time came face to face with the Cowboy. He comes face to face with Adam Hangman Page for the first time as these two stare each other down. Uh, and it looks like this is going to be the main event of Double or Nothing, bro. Shit'll be heat, bruh. It I, really is. I love the evolution of Hangman. I was thinking about this when we were talking about Becky. But Becky, when she was calling her way to the top, it was great. She made it to the top, fell off immensely. But Hangman clawed his way to the top. It was great. And now he's on the top, and it's great, bro, because... He's not playing this weird character that's not him. He's confident himself enough to where he's just a badass now. Where he just goes, whoever's trying to fuck with him, whoever's trying to, you know, not put him, uh, like, diminish him or whatever. Or even just, if they're babyface or not, if they're challenging him, he's walking up right to him, man. I love it. Love the confidence he has, bro. Love it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It just gives off that badass cowboy vibe. And it's exactly. Sick. It's um, amazing, bro. I love it. Yeah, so that was the open to AEW Dynamite. Uh, yeah, absolutely incredible, bro. Absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, and yeah, it looks like this is going to be the main event for Double or Nothing, bro. And I am all for it. I am all It'll for it, bro. fire, bro. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um. What happened second on Dynamite? Oh, shit. I can't remember what happened for the second segment. Um, That's an amazing question. Let's see. Hmm. What was the date of that Dynamite? 4... 420. 420. Oh, yeah, it was 420. like it says next is when they first showed footage of uh, Wardlow arriving to the arena where they oh. I think that was what's next yeah yeah that yeah, was okay. that was I got as a matter show of fact. order cool okay. cool yeah I, I think I yeah I got it up too yeah so they show Wardlow entering the arena and they came up to him and told him that he has to have um handcuffs on <laughs> the whole day and um he told them that they told him that someone is going to be with him so he can have help putting his ring gear on. Obviously just a prick prick yeah. to tell him just uh, Just trying to shitty moment and whatnot. Yeah, and Wardlow just was like, oh, fuck you, man. Fuck. So Exactly. So he, he puts he puts the handcuffs on and keeps going about his day. And um next we got the Blackpool Combat Club. They faced a very weird team of Lee Moriarty, uh, Lee Moriarty, mm -hmm. Dante Martin, and Brock Anderson. 
It was really weird. It kind of made sense after Dynamite when we learned about um, Darius. But um, it was still right. a weird trio to put together for a match. Yeah, but... because Lee Moriarty mm-hmm. has Matt Seidel, Brock Anderson has Lee Johnson, and Dante has Darius. So, so it's like... Why in the moment, put... it was kind of weird to yeah. put, you know, but... Mm. Kind of made sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And who knows, this match will probably make more sense in the next year. We'll look back and like, oh yeah, they were doing this for this, or whatever. Yeah, this was also a hometown reception for Mr. Lee Moriarty, so... Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I would love to see him in the Blackpool Combat Club. I would like to see him next. I hope so, man. I hope we really do. That shit'll be fire. Him or Cesaro, I would love to see one of those two uh, be next in that group, man. Because it doesn't look like it's going to be Daniel Garcia anytime soon. Because Jericho thinks that uh, his group is more important than a group that is actually uh, building stars and not tarnishing them. Exactly. Um, My God. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, so the Blackpool Combat Club takes on these guys, man. And they obviously pick up the win. They pick up the win here, man. Um, They did like a triple triple wave of their moves. Uh, Moxley was... uh, uh, Well, Brian was doing his Brian Stomps, or uh, the new version of the Yes Kick. And Mm -hmm. um, uh, Wheeler and Mox were doing the... um, Just giving uh, them elbows. Mox picked up uh, Dante Martin for a paradigm shift, and that was it for this match. And... The Blackpool Combat Club wins again. They changed up Wheeler Yuta's gear a little bit. He kind of had weird gear uh, before yeah. with the tights that go into gym shoes. But now it looks like he has boots. And he had a mm-hmm. pretty sick attire. It was a white attire stained with, with blood. blood. And mm-hmm. it said BCC written on the side. So she was fire. Yeah, that was that was really cool, man. That was really cool. Um and yeah, they changed up his look a little bit, but I like it because uh, his, his look before was a little. I mean, it was okay. It was Just okay. Funky. Yeah, a little bit, but instead of the boots, I would have liked to see him in kick pads. I think that would yeah. be a better look. But I don't um, like that better. yeah. Uh, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And at least they did do something to enhance the look of it a little more. A little more, and it makes him fit in the group uh just a little bit more than he already does um mm-hmm. it, it just makes the overall look uh it does nothing but enhance it uh to a group that's already fantastic uh and i like how they did their entrance wheeler comes out the face oh, tunnel brian comes out the heel tunnel and mox comes from the crowd that Shit's is sick dope, man, man. That i is love really it sick but yeah after this, we got a segment with Adam Cole saying that uh, the Undisputed Elite, talking about him, the Bucks, and Red Dragon, need to uh, need to uh, uh, get on the same page and all start winning again. Next, Tony Khan, in probably the best moment of the night, mm-hmm. is uh, out on the stage, and uh, this is for his big announcement. And usually, when TK makes the announcement himself, it's a big thing. 
Um, <laughs> he usually doesn't like to come on television, so I'll have Tony Schiavone announce the shit for him. But in this instance, he, he was, was um, he was there on the stage, and he brought out the uh, the president, I believe, of New Japan. Um, I can't even remember his name, right. to be honest. I can't tell you his name. So he, he brings him out. He brings him out, and right before they go to announce what they got to announce, Adam Cole is on the Jumbotron, and he says, whoa, 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 I need to make this announcement because these things wouldn't happen if this company didn't have somebody like me. And he announces that on June 26th, I got the image still here for you. I got still got the image from Friday. I got the image here for you guys. Um... On June 26th, Sunday, June 26th, live on pay-per-view from Chicago, Illinois' United Center, AEW and New Japan are going to be having their first uh, joint show called Forbidden Door, as you can see, the Doctor Strange theme to it. It is absolutely, absolutely sick, but yes, that that is the image again. I have that on there from Friday, so that came in handy. Um... Yeah, man, they announced that, and Switchblade comes out, and probably my favorite moment of the night was mm-hmm. looking at Tony Khan's face when Switchblade's music hit. He looked so shocked, like he didn't book this shit. Exactly, bro. It was like when fucking oh uh, Triple God. H and Shawn Michaels were backstage marking out for Gargano's win. Like, bro, y'all booked this. Why are y'all marking out like you ain't know this is going to happen? <laughs> Bro, I swear. Literally, I you hear the ching and fucking, you just see, just... you just see TK's face. He's, he... <laughs> like, bro. he starts looking around and I'm like, dude, you fucking booked this. Um, I love it, man. Abs- that was probably my favorite moment of the night. I found that oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely hilarious. Um. Th- yes, that was top tier. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. TK's face, looking like he did not book Switchblade to come out there and cut a promo, was absolutely priceless, bro. Absolutely. Um. Love so, it. Switchblade comes out and he says that that night is about the undisputed elite. That night is about Bullet Club, and he pretty much just says that it is still their era. Again. Everybody complaining. Why do they keep giving these shows to Chicago? Why do they keep giving these shows to Chicago? You find a better crowd in North America that's better than us, and you can have a right to complain. But until then, shut the fuck up. We deserve our pay-per-views, man. Exactly, bro. We were screwed from WWE for so many years. All we ever got was money in the bank. Didn't get TLC one year payback, like, bro. Ain't nobody wants this Ex- garbage. Extreme rules, like bro. Give us a Rumble or Survivor. Well, they did give us a Survivor Series the one year. Um, uh, or um, what's uh, SummerSlam is the main one. Do SummerSlam in a baseball stadium. Do it in Wrigley oh, or Comiskey if you feel confident. Enough. A couple years ago, a couple years ago when NXT was hot. They probably could have ran that motherfucker in Soldier Field and sold it out. Probably, man. Probably, man. But it, it Forbidden Doors in Chicago, deal with it, man. Until fucking 
uh, Florida or New York. New York's good. New York's great. And Chicago. Nope. Just how it is. Hell no. Not at all, man. Not at all. Um, And I do think in favor of wrestling, I do think a lot of wrestlers and I do think a lot of the performers like a Chicago crowd as to uh, as opposed to a New York because Chicago a Chicago crowd is very passionate as to where mm-hmm. a New York crowd can be looked at as very rude sometimes yeah um, and they kind of just they can be assholes which is them and that's their culture and that's completely fine but I do think uh in terms of the show I think a lot of wrestlers feel that it, their their shit just comes out better in Chicago which is exactly man totally totally understandable but until you can find a better crowd that's in north america then Stop. you can have Maybe. a right to complain but exactly like sir like sir k said and that's a fantastic point bro we were screwed over by wwe for so many years other than survivor series in 2019 when's the last time they came to chicago for a huge show a huge show i genuinely couldn't tell you the one money in the bank with a uh, punk. Before that, that was the last big show they did in Chicago. Yeah. And that's probably yeah. why they didn't do shit in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they they just don't like the, the CM Punk. The CM no. Punk backlash. Every time they come here, they get it. Oh, 100%. And, that's all I get. And, yeah, and they. I don't think... I don't really think they, they like the concept of a passionate fan. So no, they, when they don't. Come to Chicago, I think that bothers that bothers them a little bit. Cause Chicago, if they come to Chicago, we'll start fucking chanting Ali and popping for him and shit, and mm-hmm. you know they don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, and AEW appreciates us, man. We were given payback and shit money in the bank shows, and even the money in the bank in 2011, like now. That turned out good, but like, when's the last time they gave us one of their big four? Exactly. You know what I mean? Other than 2019. Couldn't tell you. Exactly. Couldn't fucking tell you. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, they, we, whether the shows have been good or not, we, all we get is fucking money in the bank, payback, extreme (sighs) rules, uh, like backlash. I mean, my God, man. It's it's atrocious. Uh, the raw before or the raw two weeks before Mania, like Literally. that does anything. The Poor Christmas man. episode of Raw, like anyone wants to see that fucking garbage. Nobody well, watches it. Everybody has better Christmas things to do on Christmas. Exactly. Oh, bro, fucking kill me. So, you know, you guys didn't have to go through it like we did. So shut the fuck up. Um, exactly chicago is where it is and i would be i would be totally fine with us getting all out as well oh yeah i would love it um yeah man uh next we got oh yeah so not necessarily well i guess we were done with that but yeah he says that it's still the bullet club's era and he and he shoves the mic in Tony Khan's chest, and Tony Khan's oh, still well. looking at him with bug eyes like he didn't fucking like know he, he was at the show. Um, exactly. Like, he just and, fucking stuck in the building. And, uh, and yeah, and he walks off, and there you have it, bro. There you have it. Forbidden Door, June 26th. 
I'll fucking be can't there. Can't wait, bro. You can yep, count on we're it, gonna bro. be there, bro. I can't wait. That shit'll be fire. We could possibly be rolling up twelve deep or we two could, deep. Bro. Or two deep. Yeah, <laughs> who who knows, bro? But either way, it's gonna be at least two people. So Exactly. Exactly, bro. Um yeah, next <laughs> uh Wardlow comes out, um, still wearing his handcuffs. Love the attention to detail. Mm-hmm. They do not take his handcuffs off, I believe, until he got in the ring. He uh beats the blade. In like four minutes, I believe. Butcher. Um, oh, butcher. Yeah, butcher. Thank you. Yeah, he beats butcher. Um, and um, he beats butcher in about four minutes. Um, gets done with him. He's uh, looking up at the skybox, laughing at MJF as they put his handcuffs back on him, and he walks out, man. And later in the night, we did get confirmation that his next opponent is going to be. I wonder if I I really want to know if Wardlow is going to get a W against this guy. His next opponent, guys, is going to be Lance Archer. You guys think Wardlow is going to win? I don't know. No way, man. Lance beats know. all of his opponents in AEW. He does, bro. He does. Good, a great, a great win loss record. They oh, give man. him Lance loser as if that says something. That says about as much as the blade did. Guy's gonna lose again, again. Literally. Um, yeah, Lance loser, gonna lose. If technically MJF did it before, dude, call like uh, fucking, oh shit, how the fuck do I, how do I forget his name? Fuck. It was during the Jericho shit. GCW. How do I? How am I fucking up his name? Nick Gage. Nick. There it is. I was thinking. I was thinking just the Gabe part. I was like, Gabe, what is it? My bad. Fuck. Do like Nick Gage or something, bro. Something, something cool. That fucking something, Lance yeah. loser. Now we Seriously. know is gonna beat him no problem, or he's gonna Seriously. get beat no problem. Come on, bro. Do cool people. Yeah. Uh, horrible, bro. Absolutely horrible. Um. Yes, so Wardlow is going to get another uh, opponent that, like I said, like I just said, is absolutely horrible, man. And we know he's going to beat him. Uh, Mm -hmm. But regardless, as far as the feud goes itself, picture perfect, bro. Picture perfect. I love, love the attention and detail with this feud. And I love how this is all building up to Wardlow getting to kick MJF's ass at double or nothing. It's going to be a sight to see, man. Oh, Um, I can't wait. Next, we got the dynamite debut of Hook. He makes quick work of this jobber before he is cursed. Question mark by Danhausen, and his curses aren't working. Oh. And Hook once again just walks right past him. And what was a great dynamite debut from Hook, man? I mean, yeah, man. Yeah, just getting to kind of just see him get better and better, man. So. It's it's good to see, bro. It's good to see him improving, and now we have moved him up, moved moved him up to a live television match on Dynamite, man, on the big show. So, I mean, it works, cool man. See, man. So, pretty cool. You see. like seeing these slow progressions, man. Genuine ones too. Absolutely. It's not just fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy Guevara. Or as they like to say, 
I don't know how true this is. America's favorite couple. Oh, yeah. America's favorite couple. Couple Fuck of what? Idiots? Ah. Sammy. Like a. Like just. What is this dude? What does this dude not understand, bro? He gets Literally. out to the ring and he says. To my fans, I love you, and I'm gonna want, I'm gonna always give you, uh, I'm gonna always give you my all forever. But to the ones that turned on us, for absolutely no reason, as if nothing has happened with his character, he says, for no reason, we've turned on him, and he blames us. Bro. He says. I, I, I genuinely, God, I can't stand to look at the dude. He blames us for being booed. He says to those that turned their back, turned their back on us for no reason. Why is that? Because my girlfriend's hotter than yours. What? Bro. Man. Alright, this is so ungenuine of, you know, AEW, like, bro, I don't want to see this shit. You I know what the fuck's like, going on. Bro, you sound like a damn idiot, bro. You genuinely exactly. sound like a fucking idiot. Seriously. Bro, stop being so dense, bro. You know why you're getting booed. And he it's says, fucking dumb. exactly, bro. And then he says, after he says that, he gets booed, obviously. And after that, he says, he says, uh, he's like, he was like, oh, that, that's what he said. He was like, and to those people that want to boo me, you only have one option. And he turns to Ty and they both say in the mic, be mad and start laughing. Dude, you ain't over, bro. Shut the hell up. This shit Dude. is fucking next level garbage, bro. I can, I can assure you, this is next level like, trash. How is mm -hmm. this okay? Literally, bro, it's so bad. To where he's getting the heel reaction, heel reaction right now, because everyone's still kind of in the heat of you know him being annoying as hell and shit. It's gonna get to a point where not nobody's gonna give a fuck. It's gonna be silence when this dude comes out soon. So. He better enjoy those booze while he can, because soon he's going to get no reaction. Exactly. Exactly, bro. This shit is so awful, bro. This shit is so it's awful. Genuine. Like I said, like I think to Seth Rollins in 2018, when he kind of just had that, you know, like work rate gimmick, workhorse mm -hmm. kind of, not a gimmick, but like that was like the Which main premise to what he did. You know, he just... I think Sammy could have transitioned fantastically in that. He's a great performer. He's Sammy Guevara's fantastic. But exactly. When you transition into this shit, bro. This it just is does awful. work. This, this is shit is just ass. It is absolutely atrocious, bro. Absolutely atrocious. And, and yeah, seriously. And in his head, the reason we boo him is because his girlfriend is hotter than ours. If that's what you think. You are fucking delusional. Judy. You are fucking delusional, bro. He that really is... was helped by Cody, man. Because, my God, are you as delusional? 
And he makes these stupid, idiotic faces in, in the camera, bro. He makes these oh, stupid, idiotic it. faces like he's saying something. Like he's, like he's saying like, some crazy shit. Yeah, like he's blowing all of our minds like, oh, that's the reason why they blew him is because he has a hot girl. Bro, bro hell what? nah, bro. Get like, out of here. You are whack, Come on, bro. dog. This gimmick, this gimmick on. sucks. Exactly. This gimmick is awful. Next. Sky and uh, Sky Page and uh, what, what did they call him? Dynamite Dan came out, and Dan Lambert says to Sammy, "You need to give Sky his rematch, or I'm gonna send these two guys down there to give you the pounding your girlfriend only dreams of." And then this is why everybody loves Dan Lambert, and this is why I love them as a babyface. Mm-hmm. Dan Lambert says they don't boo you because of your girlfriend. They boo you because you're acting like a freshman high school douchebag. Come and on, I bro. Absolutely. Uh, he's a freshman high school douchebag that can't keep his tongue out of his girlfriend's throat. And they start tongue kissing. Bro. Like, Dan Lambert took it straight out of our mouths, bro. He, he knows did. what's up. That's why we love Dan Lambert, bro. That's why exactly. we love Dan Lambert. He dude, just says it how it is. Dude is absolutely... Dude is a... I, I, at least not that. I, I don't know of him being involved with pro wrestling prior to AEW, but God, did they find a gem in him. They really they did, found man. A, just a talker like no other, bro. He is fantastic. I'm happy he they is, found him, because my God. Seriously. I love it. We need this kind of true more. And I love that it's against Sammy. Couldn't have, you couldn't put him against a better person right now to get over his baby face. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So Ethan Page got on the mic and, and said uh and you know, said some stuff to Sammy as well. Um, just about giving him the rematch and stuff like that. And somehow they came to terms on a mixed tag, I think. Peyton yeah. Ant and Scorpio Sky versus uh, Sammy and Ty. That was just so great. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but God. that was pretty much that segment, bro. Sammy Guevara's end, it was... Uh, Sammy Guevara's end, it was just absolutely horrendous. The guy sounds like a moron. Uh, and it, mm-hmm. like I said, bro, if he genuinely believes the stuff he was saying, my lord, you are delusional. fuck? <laughs> this guy makes Cody look like fucking Albert Einstein. Exactly, bro. Holy shit. Even Cody had better logic in his head. Yeah, Co- even Cody was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, like what the fuck are you doing, dude? When Cody thinks you're delusional, you need help, bro. Yep. Uh, next up, Britt Baker had her homecoming, and she brought out Najee Harris and Pat Prairie Mute. Logan, you you might be able to help that help that one out. Uh, I I Pat something. She brought these two out from the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Uh oh damn, I forgot to announce the hook and Danhausen stuff as uh Logan's favorite segment for the week. Oh it is. He loves Danhausen, man. Oh man, I've never met, never met a bigger Danhausen fan. Logan, tell the chat how much you love Danhausen. While we go over this Britt Baker match. So she brings out Pat something and Najee Harris from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And these guys were uh, uh, 
you know, they came out there with their Pittsburgh flags. And it was pretty cool for Britt uh, to come out there with these two uh, in her hometown uh, again uh, for the first time since she lost the belt. And she did beat Daniela Camilla, I think her name was, uh, in this so. match. And, uh, yeah, man, that was this. And Britt Baker... Uh, Britt Baker got on. Uh, Britt Baker got on the mic and pretty much just wanted to reinform everybody that she's still the baddest bitch on the block. And uh, yeah, man. So great to see Britt Baker and, back. She is uh, fantastic, bro, as always. Mm-hmm. And bro, it's so funny. I was I was seeing so many takes on Wednesday, and it's just funny how it compares to what happened tonight. Everyone was saying, "Oh." Britt ain't that good. Becky would wash Britt on the mic. Bruh, after tonight, don't ever say that again. If you were one of those idiots that said Becky would wash Britt Baker on the mic, come on, bruh. Britt ain't out here acting like a crackhead. Come it on. Seems, it seems like nobody remembers those Britt Baker and, like, Ruby Soho promos. Like, when Britt... Exactly. When when a challenge is in Britt Baker's face, bro, she can... Like a genuine one? She can she can go on the mic. She really can. Exactly, bro. When she doesn't have to face Nyla Rose fucking four times, it's just, it's it's great. It's amazing, man. She's amazing on the mic, and especially right now, I would love to see Britt Breaker cook the hell out of Becky Lynch. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I also forgot to mention Kyle O'Reilly did defeat Jungle Boy in a qualifying match for oh, the yeah. Heart Cup, so that was a cool, cool. moment as well. Hell yeah. As well. And in the end, we got a coffin match with Andrade uh, versus um, Darby Allen. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, this match was uh, this match was nothing too, too crazy. Um, yeah, but it was cool. Yeah, it was a real, it was a cool match. It was a cool match. Um, uh, Darby did end up beating Andrade here. Uh, he kind of just. Kind of just got the quick little coffin spot, so it didn't really make Darby or it didn't really make Andrade look too bad. But I, no, either way, I still would have preferred for Andrade to get the victory, especially because Darby Allen likes to take all these stunts. And being that they had the whole coffin covered up with um, thumbtacks, I thought you really could have did something cool there. Uh, yeah, with some have sort kind of, of crazy Darby, Darby Allen moment. Stuff. Exactly. I accidentally sent himself in, like, sent himself into the fucking, um, coffin trying to get Andrade. Andrade moves out the way, and he basically just coffin drops himself perfectly into the coffin. I think yeah. that would have been cool, man. And that would have been a cool ending. Hell yeah. I would have preferred Andrade to win, but he doesn't look bad, bad in losing, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Um,. Yeah, so Darby Allen does get the victory here, and for whatever reason, at the end of the show, uh, the Hardy Boys just come to the stage and start deleting. For no uh, fucking reason, man. I, I don't know. I don't know what this means. Um, Dude, I'm, I'm tired of this extreme Hardy bullshit. Give me broken shit. Seriously, bro. Seriously. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. And as just as for the the rampage rundown, um, Adam Cole, uh, he annu- he also announced on Wednesday when he announced Forbidden Door that he was going to be taking on Tomohiro Ishii uh, in a Owen Hart qualifier 
Mm-hmm. On Rampage. So he did win that match. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill did defeat the problem. She really is the problem. Marina Shafir. Um, and yeah, Jade just keeps getting better, bro. She it looks like she's getting a little faction as well. Yeah, Red Velvet like and Kiara Hogan uh, were in Jade Cargill's baddie section, and it looks like she's getting a, a faction, man. And it is uh, going to be like it. yeah, it is, bro. Uh, it's going to be really cool to see what these two what these two uh, women could do alongside Jade Cargill, man. I do think it's it's gonna. I do think it's gonna do nothing but good things for them, bro. And yeah, I'm excited oh, yeah. to see. And like I exactly. said, man. Uh, like I said a couple weeks ago, man. Jade Cargill is really growing on me, bro. She is. Oh she hell is, yeah. She's becoming she's pretty badass, there, dude. She, yeah, she really hell is. Hell yeah, bro. She really is. Hell yeah. Yes, but she did defeat Marina Shafir. Lance Archer uh, warms up for Wardlow in a just what a match against a, a jobber. I don't know. It's a uh, so what, video. He, what do you fucking do? Rub one out? The fuck? <laughs> Talking about warms up? Bro, <laughs> what the hell they would it like that? Um, yeah, man. So, yeah. So, Lance Archer, I believe, defeats just some random jobber. Um, Eddie Kingston defeats Daniel Garcia. In um, uh, just a regular match on Rampage, and Hook speaks. Dan Housen. Hook's walking around the corner with the interviewer, sees Dan Housen, and Dan Housen uh, spilled his chips all over the floor. And Hook grabs him, pushes him up against the wall, and he says the words he uttered were, "You want my attention." You got it now. And he walks away. Shit was dope, bruh. Kept it short sounds, and simple. Yes, bro. He sounds pretty badass on the mic, bruh, from what we've he heard. He does. He sounds pretty badass. He has a sick voice, man. I like it. Yeah, that That's a cool relief. And feeling. Like, it, like, not like a feeling. I didn't think it was going to happen, but I had kind of like a weird fear that he was just going to sound like a normal-ass fucking 20-year-old, you know what I mean? But... He sounds like he sounds badass. Love it, bro. Love it. Show is dope. Yeah, very, very dope, bro. But yeah, that was the end of Rampage, man. And I believe that was everything, bro. I believe that was everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man. I mean, that was the week of AEW television, man. Huge announcement from Tony Khan, bro. Very, very cool to see it happen, man. And yeah, it was, it was just, uh, it was, um, uh, genuinely, uh, very cool announcement, and I genuinely cannot wait to be there, bro. I Hell yeah, to be man. There. It's gonna be a sick night. Bunch of cool shit, hopefully going down on that night, man. So it's gonna be a blast. But yeah, good, a good episode of AEW this week, man. No complaints for me. Um, uh-huh. uh, other than was there anything on the show? Oh yeah, other than Sammy Guevara, most yeah. of the stuff was top tier <laughs> as always, man. So. With that, and obviously another awful week of uh, WWE television. So with that, yeah, no shock there. Um, Yeah, with that, man, that is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. This has been episode 88 of Notorious Unscripted. Once again, if you guys did miss this past Monday's edition of, um, or this past Friday's edition, sorry, of the news, you can now find that on all platforms, man, on all platforms, and 
one more time before we go if you guys haven't got the merch yet it is live on bonfire.com uh, right now um link is in the description and it's in the link to all my social medias man so with that that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Eagles Podcast. Yet again, always, always a pleasure hanging out with you guys. From I, Johnny Mayhem. And I, Sir K. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Eagles Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Friday with the news. We'll see you guys on Friday. Peace.